Hi, and welcome back to the Book Marketing Success, Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. Oh my gosh, Amy, I keep tripping over the name of our show. <laughs> it's the craziest thing. I mean, I love the name, but it doesn't like, it doesn't roll off the tongue per se. Oh, it's definitely more for searching. <laughs> it's definitely more. I know. That's, you know what? This could be a really funny, like, thing to bring I mean funny humble and helpful thing to bring up like at some point in a blog post or whatever it's like but also be realistic about your keywords because if you have to <laughs> I know if you have to say them or use them a lot like, it's like I know it's crazy and you know what, what someday at some point we'll do a show on on search engine optimization and this will all start to make sense but we were really looking for a show that would optimize a show name that would optimize well that would come up high in search so that's kind of a little bit so now you have the behind the curtain <laughs> look into why why penny can never remember the name of her show because anyway of course we could just call it the penny and amy show or the amy and penny show but that wouldn't necessarily rank well right a nice little ego project never hurts though <laughs> I, know. I know i know well listen amy i'm glad that you're co-hosting again with me um we're going to talk about media. So the next three shows, we're going to talk about media, national, um, regional, and um, trade. And this first, this first episode in particular, I thought it would be a good idea to give everybody kind of an overview of media to kind of understand how to get how to get national media because it's not that. And I don't want anybody to walk away from the show thinking, "Oh, this is just too hard," because we're not. Our intention is not to make it hard. Our intention is to make it, to, to really give you just a good dose of realism, because I think that if you understand the barriers to national media, you can more smartly promote yourself to national media, or maybe decide to go another direction at first, which we'll also talk about. Um, because, you know, Amy, you vet a lot. I mean, you vet all of everybody that comes in the door. Um, and you and I both get asked a lot about national media, sometimes like right out of the gate when the author has just birthed a book. That's, that's hard, right? Oh, it's so hard. I mean, if you really think about, it's easy to get wrapped up in the idea of that being a possibility. You know, uh, Penny, you always talk about writing your acceptance speech. Right. <laughs> and you need to have that kind of drive in the back of your head, but it's really, you know what I mean? That those are not the steps that you follow to get where you want to go. And that happens a lot because if any of us, you know, here are listening, think about who they've seen on TV in regards to authors. These are household names. Even if you don't read their books, you know who they are. So it makes a lot more sense to just be realistic, understand that you need to build your media resume, essentially. Mm -hmm. and spend your time on targets that you might actually get a yes from instead of spending so much time and effort and honestly angst pitching these really long shot media outlets. Right, exactly. And look, you know what? I have, there's, I have no problem with authors saying that they want to shoot for the moon. Absolutely not. I mean, that's kind of why we're in this creative business, right? But the other piece of it too is, is that consider, for example, how many authors the Today Show has on per year, which is probably somewhere around four to five, maybe six, depending. So if you're pitching the, uh, you know, a book producer, let's say at the Today Show for an interview to have them feature your book, 
that's a reverse way of really looking at it. And that's what we're going to break down in the specific media show, which is, which is going to be in the next, which is going to be in the next podcast. But um, one of the first things is that you have to be aware of who you're, who you're going, who you're go, really going after. So when Oprah used to have a show, everybody would come to me and say, well, not everybody, but a lot of people would come to me and say, I want to be on Oprah. In fact, there's a kind of a funny story, Amy. I was at Book Expo one year when Oprah's last show was airing, her oh. very <laughs> final show, and a bunch of publicists, and we all got together actually on the show floor and had champagne and toasted when her last show was, because all of us were like, if I never get asked again, can you get me on Oprah? I will be so happy. So because there's there's kind of the misunderstanding of, you know, you can absolutely pitch these shows, but understanding what their needs are, because you're there to fill a need. They're not there to just promote your book. Then you can just buy ad space. I mean, am I explaining that right, Amy? Yes, it, definitely. I mean, you need to be an asset. I think understanding also, I think what you said is perfect. Like nobody is going to say yes to you because they want to give you a free book promotion opportunity. Right. That's, that's not what these, you know, that's not what getting media is about. So you have to just completely erase that concept of why you're doing this out of your motivation. So, cause a lot of authors just throw stuff out there um, and kind of see what sticks, which to some degree, I, I understand, again, shooting for the moon is great, but be realistic because what happens is, is that when you start to pitch a lot and you get a lot of no's, it's not only discouraging, but you can get blackballed, right? I mean, you have to be super careful who you pitch, you know, being thoughtful about pitching and when you're pitching them. That's very true because these opportunities and the amount of times that you can reach out to somebody, you have to remember that that is finite. You know, so do you really want to waste a good potential collaboration with somebody at a media outlet when you're brand new and really don't have much to show for yourself yet? Or do you want to save that and build your reputation with media outlets that really make a lot more sense for where you're at, you know, in your author career? Yeah, because media builds on media, right? And that's why we've divided these shows up the way that we have. Media builds on media. And I mean, I remember, Amy, you and I were at an event in Portland and you were just looking at my phone as it was buzzing Full of, <laughs> full of news alerts, right? And I do get a lot of news alerts, which is not always, which is not always great, depending on what's going on in the world. But it's important to me as a publicist to stay on top of what's going on in the world because we may have a client that can speak to that, right? So by having, by un, by knowing what, who is talking about what your expertise is or what your specialty is you're not swimming up, you're not swimming against the, you know, you're not swimming upstream, like you're, you're going with the tide as, as, as it were. Um, so you're not, you know, you're going after people who have, you know, have an interest or that's their specialty or whatever it is, as opposed to saying, I'm just going to throw this at, you know, at the view or whatever, because I really like these women and I'd like to be on their show without asking yourself, have they ever really done a show on I don't know, underwater basket weaving. I'm just throwing that out there as right. an example. Right. That's the perfect example that everybody goes to for this super obscure. Right. <laughs> I know, I know. But Amy, I mean, does that make, does that, does that resonate? That's definitely true. And even when you said that, I feel like such a buzzkill saying, and no, 
that does not mean that this is an opportunity for them to do something brand new and you're presenting them with something they've never considered before. They know what works for them. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I know. They know what works for their audience and they know what their audience wants. I mean, they spend millions and millions and millions of dollars on the market research to ensure they are producing content that keeps their ratings up. So throwing something out of left field at them is, is not brilliant and unique. It's a waste of your time. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but that's just the reality. No, that's very true. And because, you know, the thing that the media, you know, understandably, right. I mean, the media cares about their audience. So whether it's a print audience or a radio audience or a podcast audience, whatever, they care about their audience and they care and you have to care as much as they care. Right. Right. So any, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. No. When you mentioned alerts that also that, you know, reminded me that I think that's brilliant. I think authors definitely need to set up those alerts, maybe not to the extent that Penny does, but, <laughs> but I think setting those up is still really smart because it's, it's a great education in what's going on in the media as well. You know, it's really smart to stay on top of how competitive your topic is and who is making the cut for your topic. So people that are getting interviewed, people that are getting to produce guest pieces, things like that. Do a little research into who's making it onto these uh, bigger news outlets. And you're, I bet money that you are going to see that these individuals, even if you have never heard of them before, they probably have at least one really great social media account that's working for them. And they've probably done a lot of stuff in the past to build up that media resume. They are not coming out of nowhere. You know, these people have worked hard at this for a while. And I think that's just a good reminder, you know, of what's going on and what it takes to get to where you want to get. No, I think that's brilliant. And I, you know, it's what we talked about in the, um, in the blogger discussion that we had, right? Yes. It's about finding the exact right market and then giving them something that they're going to care about. And I'll tell you any of the, um, any of the, the, um, you know, media that we've, any of the authors that have come our way that have had lots of media, and come to us and say, you know, I think I'm really ready for the big time. When I look at their media portfolio, they've gone after all different kind publications that you may have not heard of, but they become building blocks to what, you know, to, to, to getting into the next level because media does like media. So if you've been, if you're listening to this and you've been beating your head against the wall saying, oh, I really want to get big media, maybe consider a different, consider a different media outlet. Maybe you're not pitching the right place, right? Or consider a different topic, consider, you know, figuring out how to kind of, as I said, sort of swim with the tide, which makes it, which always makes it a lot easier. But for fiction authors, and I love, we love working with fiction authors. We work with a lot of fiction authors. Um, they're probably sitting out there wondering if this really applies to them, which as you and I both know, Amy, it really does, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I love working with creative fiction authors specifically, and you can really tell the people that it were at some point inspired by something going on in their life or an experience or something like that that kind of inspires why they started writing fiction tend to do really well at this. Because you can get really creative and find ways to tie your fiction into something that is relevant in people's lives in a very non-fiction-y sort of way, you know? Yeah. So 
what inspired writing your story, something that you're passionate about, a life experience that you've had, uh, social issues that are important to you. A lot of people are doing that in their fiction now, addressing present day social issues in really creative ways in their storylines. And use these motivations to present ideas to lifestyle bloggers. So think bigger than book bloggers and your local media. You know, and that really adds a lot of depth to you as a brand as well to show that you are more than just a fiction story. You have other things to talk about and other things to offer readers. Well, and one of those examples is some of the um, diverse authors that we've worked with. So authors who are really addressing diversity in their books, right? Um, and they're addressing diversity in, in, you know, children's books and in middle grade books. And that's something that the industry, especially right now, is, is very much in need of because there aren't a lot of books that are addressing, you know, um, children of different ethnic backgrounds and kids facing different, you know, different issues. And that even as a fiction author, that's a fantastic topic to take, for example, to a parenting publication or something along those lines. So there are other, you know, if this is what you aspire to, you're going to have to get a little bit creative, but there are always other elements. And in, you know, in the case of Tom Clancy, of course, everybody remembers who Tom Clancy was, fabulous, famous author. One of the things he was most known for, other than his, his great reads, was the fact that he was a top-notch military researcher, so much so that some major news outlets, CNN being one of them, used to have him on as a military expert, right? Isn't that amazing? I know, right? But he he was known for, and yes, I get that he was a best-selling author, like I get all of that, but even very early on, before Tom Clancy was, quote-unquote, Tom Clancy the brand, right? I mean, he was oftentimes considered an expert in that, and that's where you, like I said, if this is what you aspire to, you can start to, um, you know, you can start to kind of build towards that. And let's, you know, and, and let's not forget that, you know, each media outlet has an online portal. And this is something that we've had a lot of fun getting creative with too, is if you um, want to get on Good Morning America, or you want to get on a major, you know, morning show or something like that, remember that they're always looking for content for the, with, for the online portal, which often differs greatly from what they feature on television, right? So, Amy, you and I have talked a lot about this in terms of um, going after the online versions of magazines and, you know, and shows and things like that. Oh, yeah. It's, I think you have to remember, and again, we say it all the time, and but it's really true you do have to get creative and think outside of the box and you have to go sometimes with the less obvious options and opportunities and i think one that gets that a lot of authors forget about that work with us penny but that you always remember and you try to fit in anytime we work with an author where it fits and they they have the background but is trade media as well that's another one of those less obvious but tons of opportunities there when done right I adore trade media and I adore it because it's so specific. So trade media, you know, for looking at the media food chain, right? So the big national shows, that's the top tier media, you know, and then you have, um, you know, you have the, the regional media. So any of your local publications, and then you have the trade media. And there's not as many trade media as there used to be. A lot of them have, have uh, trade media publications, rather. A lot of them have moved to online, but it is a fabulous way to get 
right in front of your audience. I mean, we've promoted books on topics that are related to, you know, human resources and businesses or small businesses or major companies. And there are publications catering specifically to those issues where 100% of your reader, 100% of their audience is your reader. Why would you not you know, why would you not consider that? And many of them are so hungry for content. They're always, always looking for content. Right. Because, and as you mentioned, there aren't as many as there used to be, because I think it just gets really hard to stay competitive, you know, for them to release content as often as they'd like to. So it's such a great opportunity and it's a really great way to build your resume Nothing is too small. Every once in a while, we have an author come back and we, you know, let them know about a media opportunity. They say, oh, I'm so busy. I'm writing my next book. I'm working on this, that, and the third. Is this really worth my time? And I can tell you 100% of the time we respond with, yes, it is absolutely worth your time. Every single thing that you can do definitely adds up. And at the end of the day, a lot of those smaller, what you consider smaller opportunities are going to look a lot better than one big opportunity standing on its own. You know, and Penny, you keep saying media follows media. And so, and this is another thing, you want to look like a sure thing. Today Show, New York Times, all these big media outlets, they are not going to take a chance on whether or not you're a good fit. But these smaller opportunities that you secure for yourself will show that over and over again, you have remained relevant to other media outlets who have given you a shot and it really stands out. Yeah, that's absolutely, that's absolutely true. Media draws media. And the more that you do, no matter how small, I mean, Chicken Soup for the Soul is a great, they have a, a great story around this, right? Where they, they built their empire. Granted, the books are, are terrific and they're feel good and people love them, but they built their empire by never saying no to any, any media opportunity. So if something comes your way, never say no to it. I mean, I had a, um, a couple weeks ago, somebody from the Associated Press say, said, we're doing a story on people giving away freebies during the pandemic. And it wasn't, you know, I mean, it was Associated Press, so, you know, I wasn't going to say no, but it wasn't really related to anything that we do necessarily. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, I want to talk to book marketing people. So it was part of a bigger story, but the Associated Press you know, feeds into a lot of these other newspapers and the, the story wound up in the New York Times. And that's kind of a big thing, right? So <laughs> never yeah. say, you know, never say never. And if it seems like if somebody, especially if somebody comes to you for a media opportunity, you know, when this one came in, I thought, okay, how can I sound relevant? Like that was my first thing. Cause obviously I want to be included in the story because you never know where it could go. But how can I sound relevant and still seem topical to the story so that it didn't look like, oh, this, not that the Associated Press would have done that. So it didn't look like, oh my gosh, they just crammed this book marketing person in this story. And that seemed really weird. <laughs> so sometimes you'll come across something like, I know a lot of authors get harrowed leads. And I actually respond to a lot of those just because I see them and, you know, you'd never know who you're you know, you never know who you're pitching to, but it could be big. It could be really small. It doesn't matter. Absolutely. Everything adds up. Um, so the next few shows, we're going to break this down by pitch markets. So the next show we're going to do is going to be national media. And then we're going to talk about local and trade media, probably in the same show. Cause I think we can definitely do that. And, um, we're also doing, so one of the really fun things and Amy really loves this. So this is kind of for Amy, um, is our, <laughs> our, our assessments, which, help which which do cover issues around 
I really, I really want to get more media or I want to get, I need to get my act together to get more media or I need to sell more books or whatever. And Amy, you do all of those, right? Yes. I really love the assessments and I think it's really, I can't even express adequately how much we uncover with these. And I think authors so far have all, have even been surprised at what they're, what easy, simple opportunities that they're missing, because it's really easy to get too close to your own work and kind of get in a rhythm of doing the same things over and over again. And then, you know, after a while, you're like, this just isn't working. And it's really hard with all of the information out there to really dial in on the best way to spend your time or the steps to take to get to that next level, you know, when you're considering everything that you could potentially do. And that's what the assessments really focus on. Yeah. It's really hard sometimes to get out of your own way. It really, really is. So I think having a, you know, having a second set of eyes and um, we also, and, and we'll put a link in the show notes. And also as ever, we always appreciate reviews. We love review. I get super excited. I'm like, Oh, Amy, we got another review. So please <laughs> post the review to the podcast. Um, and would love your feedback, would love your show ideas. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Penny Sansbury and Amy Cornell, and we're so glad to have you listen to the show. Bye-bye.